This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We're going to talk some money and politics. We have Liz Peake, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and... Steve Moore from Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity and his book, Govzilla. Kids, we got a lot to talk about. I just want to uh, just saw this story uh, on the Fox uh, website. Liz Peek, um, student loans are dead because all these courts have said that there is no constitutional backing for them. But Joe Biden wants to continue them. And his press secretary said uh, these are baseless lawsuits and they intend to continue. And they're going to instead of people paying them back now, uh, they're still going to get their subsidies. So baseless lawsuits, really? Student loans are dead. No, they're not. They're never dead. We're going to continue this cancellation policy. Could you explain this to me, please? I well, thought the courts were very important in our system of government. <laughs> Until they disagree with you, Larry, they're very important. Uh, I think, you know, I think this is actually very clever of Joe Biden. Uh, one of the things he did to win over young people who were clearly not in his corner going into the midterm elections was to promise that they would never have to repay their student loans or at least the bulk of their student loans, knowing it chances are it was illegal, knowing that the courts would rule against him, because this is a completely clear case of executive overreach, just like EPA versus West Virginia. We know the Supreme Court is not going to be tolerant of this activity, which is going to cost maybe half a trillion dollars, that the, the president does not have the authority to make that decision. So, I mean, it's really a, a win-win for Biden because now he'll blame the Trump conservative court uh, for blocking student loans. That'll mm. kind of ramp up the anger about the right and the Supreme Court. Uh, and he will take no responsibility for having done something that he and his colleagues like Nancy Pelosi knew that he was not able to do. It's it's horrifying, but I have to say it was very effective. Well, Steve Moore, I thought it was the Republicans who were undermining democracy in our institutions. What happened to that one? It looks like Biden's undermining it. Yeah, that's for sure. But I I think, you know, Liz really nailed it. I don't have a lot to say to improve on what she just said. Uh, You know, I thought originally it was just so uh, such a horrendous policy to tell people they don't have to pay back their loans. You know, that people who are Ph.D. degrees make $100,000 and the taxpayers can pick up their loans. I mean, it's such an absurd policy. But it, I think Liz is right that it actually worked with young voters. It helped get, you know, the Democrats did a very good job on college campuses and with, you know, the generation. I don't know. What is it? Genera- X, Y, Z. I can't <laughs> even keep <laughs> what generation we're on now. But uh, I, I think as a political matter, it worked. Uh, but I think you make a really good point about this whole assault on democracy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the other one that's such an assault on democracy, of course, is what happened, you know, with our good friend Sam. Uh, what's his name again? Sam uh, uh, Bank. Bankman Fried. 
Oh, the crypto. I mean, this is like the most outrageous story. And I've been watching him 35 years. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, he did. He had a, a sham company, raised billions of dollars by saying, oh, I'm an altruistic. I care about the environment and, and all of these crazy things. And people gave him boatloads of money. He then gave the money to the politicians. And though every one of those politicians, Larry, every one of them and every one of those PACs, whether it's 90 percent of the money went to Democrats, but some of it went to Republicans. They have got to pay that back to the people who were swindled by this guy. He is buying votes. But let's peek. That's interesting. That opens up a Pandora's box. Should they have to pay it back? In other words, this could spread to a lot of situations where. Okay, there's some fraud involved or some abuses of some kind or some law breaking. And now you got to go back into your pack and pay it back. Is that yeah. is that a good thing? I mean, I get the spirit of what Steve Moore just said. I just wonder about precedent setting here. Well, I wouldn't hold your breath because Democrats are about as unlikely to fork over tens of millions of dollars as they are to uh, decide that Donald Trump should be president. Uh, But I would refer you to the Bernie Madoff situation where, in fact, uh, the guy that that sorted out the Bernie Madoff swindle went after people who had intelligently – uh, cashed in their chips, who had invested with Bernie Madoff, realized maybe something was wrong. Maybe they didn't even realize it, but they were just trimming and balancing their portfolios. They got some money out, and 10 years later, here comes – I've forgotten the name of the fellow who went after all of that mm. money, but they had to pay it back. I mean, it was – and mm. they did nothing wrong. I mean, in this case, uh, you know, you can argue the Democrats were ignorant of what this guy, the FTX mm-hmm. guy, was doing, but it, it's not unprecedented. Well, that's an interesting point about the Madoff clawback. I don't know what I think about this clawback stuff. Uh, By the way, one of the people that uh, got this money was the – what's his name, Steve Moore? Bozeman from Arkansas, Senator Bozeman? And he's the head of one of the committees. But let let me make this very simple. Let's say that I uh, take a gun and I hold up Liz and I steal $100 for her from her, and then I give the $100 to you, Larry – yeah, yeah, that's you. I'm giving you stolen money. That's exactly what happened here. I don't think this is complicated. I think they have a moral. I don't know if they have a legal obligation, but they certainly have an, a moral obligation to get this was stolen money It was defrauded from investors, a sham company all along. I don't know. I, I'm just very angry about it. And it is interesting to me. If you go back throughout the last financial, the financial scandals of the last 50 years, isn't it interesting how many of these uh, people, whether it was Bernie Madoff or it was the Keating Five or whether it was people who took money from Fannie Mae when they went under uh, or now this latest, they're, all, they're almost all Democrats. I thought they didn't like big money in politics, Liz. <laughs> well, they don't Democrats wanna... thrive on big money in in, <laughs> in politics. I mean, you know, that's I think that's an emerging issue for President Trump if he wants to run again. I don't. I read somewhere that you know, yes, he's not going to get the bit backers, uh, big mm. backers coming in with donations, but that's okay. The base. Do they know that it costs a billion dollars to run for president? Isn't I think that's about the number that the last election settled on. You're talking vast amounts of money. So, and by the way, in two election cycles now, Democrats have hauled in more so-called that's right. money that's than right. Republicans. It's complete right. baloney that they want to get rid of it. That's really yeah. important point. 
The yeah. Democrats are out fundraising the Republicans yeah, exactly. big time, both in terms of billionaires and this is what's really bad. Small donors. They're beating yeah. Republicans with small donors. And that is something the GOP has got to get back to. I mean, that's really part of this story. Well, hang on a second now. Um, speaking of Mr. Trump, I'm reading again on the Fox News site. I'm stuck here in West Palm <laughs> Beach, Florida. So I, I'm just Aww, I, poor Larry. I, I'm, I'm broadcasting from down here. I don't know what's going on in the world. But here's 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 the thing. Um, uh, Elon Musk says that he's getting a million votes. Wait a second. If I have this right, a million votes per hour on whether he should restore Donald Trump's Twitter account. Now, that's, first of all, very cool. A million votes per hour. But, Liz, what do you make of that? You think Trump, that he will wind up restoring Trump's Twitter account? I don't know if Trump would go for it. I just want to know if Elon would let him back into the into the house. I, I think, yes, because, after all, he has presented himself as an absolutist on free speech. Donald Trump right. is, after all, a former president. And right. really, it's not clear to me why he was ever booted off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And, and you know, if I mean, if, if he starts doing something outrageous, uh, I don't know, maybe then Elon Musk changes his mind. But we don't know, by the way, that million per hour. We don't know how it's turning out i mean it could be a million people against him doing it (laughs) yeah um but i i think he will and by the way it's a commercial enterprise it's not going to hurt elon musk to have twitter exactly uh, accept him back steve yeah you you think he's you think he'll let him back in he should let him back in what's trump trump hasn't it's not what it's not what he said it's it's his conservative values that got him thrown off in the first place so if you ask me he should be allowed back in no questions asked actually no, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think Liz's final last point really was the most important one. This is a for-profit business. Why would you keep off of your of your why would you take away a customer, you know, who is making huge amounts of money for your business? You know, that's the strange thing about this left wing direction of some of these big social you know, platforms, whether it was Twitter or whether Facebook, Google. I mean, they've infuriated half of their customers with their liberal yeah. bias. So it's good business. For him to bring back Donald Trump in. Right. Look, yeah, everybody has a right for free expression. You don't have to agree with what he says. I don't always I like Donald Trump a lot. I don't always agree with what he says. By the way, Trump Trump is not just any account. He's like a, a major account. Yeah. I mean, he, he could rescue Twitter to yeah, figure exactly. out how to do it. I mean, <laughs> and, 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 and yes, and and by the way, the idea that he wouldn't do it when, after all, Truth Social. I don't really know what the body count is on Truth Social, but it doesn't hold a candle right. to Twitter. And it looked to me from after after looking at, at Trump's announcement and how it was basically kind of ignored by the networks, if Trump wants to really run for president, he's going to need Twitter. He's going to need every opportunity to talk to people because right now I feel like uh, he's being shut down a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. That's important. I, don't, I want to continue the Trump conversation. we got a special counsel, and we have Trump's announcement to run again. Let's take a quick break right here. We're talking to Liz Peak of Fox News and syndicated columnist Steve Moore of Freedom Works and Heritage and Unleashed Prosperity. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back with Trump. How's that? Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm here with Liz Peak of Fox News. 
and syndicated columnist and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his book, Govzilla. So, Steve Moore, you don't think this special counsel has anything to do with politics, do you? <laughs> well, Larry, look, I, I mean, look, if, if Joe Biden had even a touch of class, which he doesn't, he should just basically um, pardon Trump and just get this over with. Nobody wants mm. to play this. It's just craziness. I mean, come on. Donald Trump is going to run for president. Maybe Biden. Maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have a, a rematch. Who knows how this is all going to turn out? We don't know who the Democrat or Republican is. But, you know, uh, <clears throat> Trump in his speech last night, Larry, and I know you were there. I was there. He really I mean, he has been so abused by this mm. process, uh, you know, that the raid on Mar-a-Lago. It, it, I don't think any president in history and the guy's not perfect, you know, but no, but who's ever gone through this before as president in a man. I was thinking about this last night. Imagine that Trump, when he had become president, did a raid on the Obama residence to get his records. They would have mm-hmm. said, oh, he's a dictator, he's a tyrant. Mm-hmm. You know, so the double treatment is, is really outrageous. I mean, Liz, what's so interesting here is. There may be a wave of sympathy for Trump. (laughs) Trump, the victim. You got to love that. I mean, actually, just to point out, uh, we were uh, we we were in the room last night in the ballroom when President Trump spoke. But he he was very um, moderate about it. He even made some jokes about it. But the whole thing is a scam and everybody sees through it, Liz. This is just electioneering and weaponizing the Justice Department. I, I actually said kind of what you're saying uh, on air last night, and then I thought, yikes, that's, I'm going to get burned for that. But, <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, you know, who who wants Trump to run more than Democrats? Nobody. I mean, Democrats <laughs> right. are desperate to have him run, right? <laughs> yeah. And every time they've impeached him, every time they raided Mar-a-Lago or did something like that, his popularity goes up, not mm-hmm. down. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's is a right. victim. I mean, he doesn't just play the victim card. I'm not I as you know I don't really want him to be the candidate in 24 but holy crow I, the, the the incessant hounding of this man is just offensive beyond words and I think an awful lot of fair-minded Americans will agree with that by the way we've had this endless uh interrogation and and all these uh hearings about 16 I don't think they've turned up anything criminal right. that that Donald Trump did. And as far as the Mar-a-Lago stuff, oh, well, all of a sudden, the Washington Post, after all these headlines about nuclear secrets, oh, my mm. goodness, they basically came out and said, look, he was storing souvenirs. It's all about ego. And the truth is, you know, was it stupid and was it maybe diso- or, um, illegal? Okay, maybe so. But I just cannot imagine if Hillary Clinton is gets away with destroying all her personal communications right, that a former right. president gets indicted for basically, you know, mishandling documents. I mean, I, I really don't. I just think it's bizarre. And and couching this, wrapping it up in a special prosecutor thing, forget it. That's not going to make any difference to American voters. Yeah, it's going to backfire. It's going to absolutely yes. backfire. Which kind of brings me, Steve Ward, to. Uh, Trump's uh, presidential announcement on Tuesday, um, it was kind of a new, new Donald Trump. No trash talking, no Mm -hmm. election denying. He basically spent 60 minutes or so talking about issues and accomplishments and a future agenda. Now, I don't know if this is the new, new Trump. I hope it is, frankly. 
but it was surprisingly good and actually surprisingly well-received. That was a great speech, a really good speech. A little too long. <laughs> yes. He goes yes. on too long, but uh, it, was, it, was, it was quite effective. I mean, there was stuff that I you know, hadn't heard before. But what he did, I mean, the case for Trump is very simple. I, you know, I'm using his terminology. I rebuilt the American economy. I created prosperity. I created, you know, a situation where we were, you know, energy independent. I got climb off the street. I secured the border. He, you know, he went down that whole list of things. And it's just simple. <laughs> Which do you like better? Do you like Biden's results or Trump's results? And, and that's a powerful argument. Uh, I did spend, as I told you, Larry, about five minutes with the president. Mm-hmm. And I told him two things, Larry. I think you'll be proud of me. I said, number one, I thought it was a great speech, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you you know, oh, by the way, he had a great line. I said, you know, I love how you say, you know, you're, you, the, what you said is basically you've done it before and you can do it again. <laughs> he goes, no, Steve, I did it twice before. But anyway, I also wagged my finger a little bit at him. Mr. President, I'm, I'm mad at you. And he said, well, why are you mad at me, Steve? You know, and I said, because I don't like the trash talking. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he it was interesting his reaction to that because, you know, I've always had a very friendly relationship with him. And he thought about it for a minute. You know, he said, Steve, you're not the first person who's told me that. So right. maybe I penetrated a little bit because I know you've told him that, too. And that's the message we need to get. There's the good Trump and the bad Trump. And I love the good Trump. And I, I don't always like the bad Trump. Well, we had a little conversation last night. He gave me a hug last night. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, when he and and then he came and sat down for a while. And, and I said to him. I said, sir, high road, high road, stay on the high road and you'll do better. And he kind of smiled. He kind of gave you one of those those quick little smile things that he does. So, Liz, I know he's not your favorite candidate. But Kellyanne and I were were texting earlier in the week about it. It was kind of like the 2016 Trump when he really went around the country making good speeches on issues. And issues are important. And one of the things that we've all been talking about uh, is, you know, the GOP has to have a very strong growth and prosperity message. And the House Republicans now, they have to have a growth and prosperity message. Trump has to have one. But, you know, DeSantis has to have one. Pence has to have one. Whoever all is going to run again, Pompeo, they need to signal the country that this is a growth and prosperity party, because I think that gets a little bit whittled down, you know, and I think a thousand oversight hearings and a thousand references on a daily basis to Hunter Biden. Uh, I know he's got to be brought to account, Liz, but I don't think that's the winning way. I totally 100 percent agree with you. And in fact, I have a piece coming out on at the Hill uh, it's in the next couple of days, basically saying that where is the agenda? Every Amer- every Republican I know, and, and by the way, Biden capitalized on this by saying, "We know what are their ideas? There aren't any, whatever." And the GOP really failed to lay out an agenda in this midterm election. Boy, oh boy, do we need one going forward? And I agree. Investigations. The problem is that's what they can do with a very slim minority. Uh, majority in the House. They can't really create legislation, but they must. They must pass some bills, send them to the Senate where we know they will die, but show Americans what is possible, what their priorities are. I looked, actually, there was someone on Twitter, a grandmother, 
sort of looking lady who said, oh, great, Hunter Biden, that's not going to really help me. And Mm -hmm. I really thought that was kind of like, you know what, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to be thinking that. No, no, that's it. That's an important point. Uh, You look, H.R. 1, energy security. Yep. Open the spigots, okay? It affects virtually every American one way or another. And you can go down the list, extend the tax cuts, cut back on spending, stick in workfare to all these welfare programs. Mm-hmm. Let the Democrats veto them, kids, you know? Exactly. Let, the, let Biden and the Democrats veto it. So what? 2024, they'll be held to account. But the GOP has got to, you know, Steve, they've got to have a clear prosperity message. And by the way, that includes crime. Right. Crime is totally anti-growth, anti-jobs, anti-businesses. Right. I mean, all this stuff works. They just have to make it work. They have to signal it. They have to communicate it. They have to message it. Um, Yep. I'm with you guys on all of that. I I like the idea of stopping the spending on the uh, IRS agents. I think Mm -hmm. that's something 80 percent of Americans think is a really, really bad and offensive idea. So, yeah, go for it, you know, and they've got these slim and what is it at two twenty one, two twenty two or something. So they only have about twenty two, two twenty two. So we're at five. Right. We can afford to lose about yeah. five before. So, you know, that's a very slim majority. But I mean, I think Pelosi had a pretty slim majority and she was able to get things through. So you got to have some unity in the party. I'm, I, I think McCarthy will be a good leader. I love, love, love. Uh, Jim Jordan running the Judiciary Committee. I, mm-hmm. I, I think Me Kathy McMorris Rogers will be great at Commerce. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got. It looks like I don't know who it is going to be at the uh, Ways and Means Committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one's still not decided. But you got some really good people. Move it. Move ahead aggressively with the growth agenda. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy can do it if they let him do it, Liz. I'm just worried. Uh, I don't want to name call, but you do have a couple of nut jobs out there that that could throw. Um, a monkey wrench into this. I mean, let McCarthy be the speaker. Let's right. see how they do. He's got the right idea. I mean, I talked to Newt about it quite a bit last night, Steve, at that uh, dinner. Uh, you know, yeah. just get get it done and start messaging properly. Yeah. You know, yeah. look, Art, Art Laffer's point was, Liz, that the Republicans have made it got to be clear that they are the stewards of economic prosperity. Yeah. The stewards yeah, of agree. prosperity. I think Arthur's right. It's just completely right on this. Well, and, and they've got to stop voting for bills that have something that they like, but they also have $3 trillion of things they don't like. I mean, <laughs> you know, America, really, Republican backers don't like that. They want to yeah. see it end. So I agree. Responsible stewardship is a really good idea. And thank you, kids. Liz Peake and Steve Moore. Appreciate it. I'm Larry Kudlow. We will be back with you next weekend. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details